It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys for another edition here, another go-around. Glad you can join us. We are going to jump back into our divisional roundups, look-aheads, whatever you want to call them. Just talking about the different teams. You know, again, just kind of killing time here in the dead period of the summer, kind of Broaden the scope a little bit, get my take on some of these teams. Again, I'm going to try to hopefully keep it a little shorter than the last time. So, you know, do the best we can, I guess. But, you know, we'll go go through the teams. And, you know, of course, last time we did the NFC North. Or, excuse me, last time we did the NFC East. This time we're going to do the NFC North. And we're going to start with the Chicago Bears. And the Bears are a team that were very busy in free agency, uh, to say the least. They really kind of uh, overhauled the offense. Obviously, they have a new head coach in Matt Nagy. They also brought in Mark Helfrich, the former head coach in Oregon, to be their offensive coordinator. And, you know, of course, they have Vic Fangio as defense coordinator. And they went out and they got a lot of pieces to help out second-year quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, including giving him a brand-new toy to play with in the form of Allen Robinson, the former Jacksonville Jaguar, who, of course, missed most of last season with that torn ACL that he suffered in Week 1. He signed a three-year, $42 million deal with the Bears. And they also went out and they signed Taylor Gabriel, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons to a four-year, $26 million deal. So really going out and getting getting new weapons. You know, you also kind of have to hope that uh, Kevin White, the former first-round pick, can hopefully stay healthy. You know, obviously he's a guy that's been really plagued with injuries over his career. You know, you would, you'd love to kind of see things come together for Kevin White, and if it does... You know, that's a nice stable of receivers there. They also went out and got uh, Trey Burton, the former Philadelphia Eagles tight end. You know, very athletic, very versatile. You know, you saw the the number of ways that the Eagles kind of utilized him. You're definitely going to see that and more, I think, with the Bears, especially now that Burton's going to get the opportunity to kind of be the lead dog, excuse me, in terms of the tight end position and they certainly gave him a lot of money that kind of proves that they expect to really really feature him in their offense they gave him uh, eight million a year in his contract so really going to be really going to be interesting you know again a lot of weapons really excited to see what they do here uh, on offense you know of course you still have Jordan Howard in the backfield and Tariq Cohen, you know, a nice one-two punch there. 
you know, the offensive line is still pretty solid. You got, you know, of course, Cody Whitehair is kind of coming to his own at center. Kyle Long has turned into a uh, a pretty good, pretty solid guard. You know, he had been dealing with injuries. You know, he's had, he's been recovering from neck, shoulder, and elbow injuries. Um, but, in fact, Matt Nagy just came out today and said he does expect uh, Kyle Long to be full speed, as he put it, for training camp. You know, and Long's only played 18 games over the last two seasons because of injury, but, you know, certainly some encouraging words there from Matt Nagy. But again, this this offense looks like it's going to be pre- pretty darn good. You know, I, I don't know if this team's going to be ready to compete for a playoff spot yet. But I think you're starting to, you're, you're kind of planting the seeds of a, of what could be a, a pretty good offense. We know Trubisky fared pretty well last year as a rookie. Now second season, and obviously Matt Nagy, very offensive-minded coach. I think, uh, I, th- I think the, how do I want to put this? The pieces are there to really kind of see, to really help expand and help Trubisky grow uh, as an NFL quarterback. Um, They also went out in the draft and got a weapon as well in terms, in the form of Anthony Miller, the very productive, very good wide receiver out of Memphis uh, in round two. You know, it wouldn't be surprising to see Anthony Miller get involved a little bit here and there uh, in this offense. You know, he he very well could be the number four receiver. Because again, figure you have Allen Robinson, Kevin White, Taylor Gabriel, but there's certainly room for Anthony Miller. You know, if they want to go four wide, you know, sprinkle him in a little bit there. Um, they also signed Javon Wims as a college free agent. And then, of course, you know, first-round pick Roquan Smith, the outstanding linebacker out of Georgia, who just is a tackling machine. Um, You know, he was obviously seen by many as the best linebacker. Some had him as, you know, certainly one of the best prospects overall in this draft class. Um, there were some that thought Tremaine Edmonds might have been a better fit in this defense, but you know you, you can't fault picking Roquan Smith just with how much of an athletic freak he is. So he's definitely going to be one to watch, really helping this defense. And you know this is a defense that's coming into its own. You know, especially at, you know you look at the linebackers that Smith is joining. You've got uh, Danny Trevathan inside. And you've got, you know, Aaron Lynch and Leonard Floyd there as well. Secondary looks pretty good. You know, Kyle Fuller really came into his own uh, last season. You know, there was a possibility that Kyle Fuller was going to move on because, of course, Fuller was a restricted free agent, had an offer sheet with the Green Bay Packers, but the Bears ended up matching that. So you've got him in tow. You've got uh, Prince of Mukamara on the other side. And then Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson at safety. And Adrian Amos is really, uh, 
really stepped up since being a fifth-round pick in 2015. So, overall, I think this is definitely a team on the rise. Again, I don't think they're going to... I, I, I don't expect them to make the playoffs so quick. You know, I think they're probably about a year or two away, um, especially with, you know, so many top teams in the NFC taking up so many spots. But, you know, this is definitely... Definitely a team on the rise, for sure. Let's move on to Detroit. Uh, coming off a 9-7 and record. Uh, just missing out on the playoffs last season. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Detroit's another, you know, an intriguing team, obviously. The, uh... You've got Matthew Stafford there running the show, but the one thing I think that kind of sticks out with the Lions is you look at the running game and you just see the plethora of running backs that the Detroit Lions have right now. You know, coming into this season, of course, you already had Amir Abdullah, you had Theo Riddick, you had Zach Zenner, you had Dwayne Washington. Then you go and sign LeGarrette Blunt in free agency from the Eagles. And then you trade up in the draft in the second round to select Carrion Johnson out of Auburn. Now, it's not like Carrion Johnson was a bad pick. There was a lot of people that were pretty high on Johnson. You just didn't expect him to be a top 50 pick, especially with a guy like Darius Geis still on the board now. When the pick was made, too, you know, at, at the time, it was certainly surprising that Johnson was picked over Geis. But, you know, I'll give a shout-out to my buddy Jeff Risden here, who's been on the show before. He kind of pointed out at the time that the Lions were never really in on Darius Geis. He he always felt it was more going to be on Johnson. And sure enough... That's exactly how it was. Now, you know, the question now becomes, how are the Lions going to divvy this up? You know, Theo Riddick is your pass-catching back. He's he's probably he's your third-down specialist. You know, Blunt obviously is going to be your, your kind of ground-and-pound guy. So it'll be interesting to see early on what what they do with Carryon Johnson, you know, at least early on, you know, and Jim Bob Cooter, obviously, you know, he's young, but he's still a he he's turned into a, a real good mind, one of the better offensive coordinators here. So he certainly, I think, will have something up his sleeve, especially you know you're dealing with a rookie head coach now. In Matt Patricia, but I th- I think that's 
going to be one of the interesting spots to look at when you look at this Lions team. Um, and then, of course, they they addressed the interior of the offensive line in the draft. They took uh, Frank Ragnow in the first round, number 20 overall. And there was some buzz before the draft that Ragnow was going to be a first-round pick. But we thought it was going to be Cincinnati at 21, but Detroit slipped right in and, and swiped Ragnow. Not that that was bad for Cincinnati. They were still able to land Billy Price. And then they were able to get Tyrell Crosby in the fifth round. Now, I was a fan of Crosby, but there were uh, concussion issues with him, and that was likely why he fell uh, so far. You know, but he's still, you know, Frank Ragnow will probably compete with Graham Glasgow at center. Uh, you've got Taylor Decker at tackle. Uh, TJ Lang at one of the guards, Ricky Wagner at the other tackle. And then, of course, wide receiver, you know, Marvin Jones still in tow, Golden Tate. But I think you're probably, I would expect to see, too, kind of a, a step up from Kenny Galladay, the third-round pick last year out of Northern Illinois. You know, he had the... He had a strong start to the season that first game, and then he had a strong game at the end of the season. But he kind of disappeared pretty much the entire time in between those two games. But I think being in his second year now, I think you can see, uh, like I said, a little bit of a step up, maybe a bit of a breakthrough out of Kenny, Gall Kenny Galladay. And then you look at the defense, you know, of course... Ziggy Ansah, the star there on the defensive line. Though this could be his final season with the Lions. He's only playing under the franchise tag this season. Uh, you know, you did you did draft a Sean Hand in the fourth round. And then you've also got uh, Anthony Zettel, the former Penn Stater, the former sixth-round pick on the other side there. And then you've got Sean Robinson... So, of course, now you have Ashawn and Deshaun along the defensive line. You know, he signed, he also brought in, uh, you have Sylvester Williams. You brought him in as a free agent from the Titans. So, it'll be really interesting. The, the big free agent signing for the Lions came at the linebacker position, signing Devin Kennard from the New York Giants to a three-year deal, 17 and a quarter million dollars. So you'll have him, you'll have Christian Jones, and Gerard Davis. At least that's what our lads is projecting right now as the starting linebacker core. You know, Gerard Davis is going to be another player, I think, to watch. You know, the jury's still kind of out on him. You know, he, did, he didn't have a bad rookie season, but I think there's a lot of people thinking he kind of needs to step it up this year. So Davis is definitely going to be one to watch. And then, of course, in the secondary, you've got Darius Slay, 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Darius Slay and uh, Jalen Tabor, corners, Nevin Lawson in there as well. Uh, he, brought, he brought in Deshaun Sheed as a free agent. And, you know, you got Tavon Wilson, Glover Quinn uh, among the safeties here. So, you know, def- defense has some, has some good players. Uh, obviously, it's always a test in the NFC North with all the great quarterbacks. So, you know, they, they certainly have their, their work cut out for them, but yeah, I think the middle of the defense is really going to be kind of the one to watch there in Detroit. Moving along. uh, It's not too often that we're talking about the green Bay Packers coming off a losing record. In fact, it hasn't happened in almost 10 years. But here we are. The Green Bay Packers finished seven and nine in 2017. Obviously, the injury to Aaron Rodgers really played a factor into that. Of course, now Aaron Rodgers is back, ready to go, and the Packers look like they are ready to compete once again in the in the NFC North. And, you know, a new regime in the front office. And the and you can kind of feel feel the presence already, you know, of the uh of the Packers new regime. As they uh they did something, you know, with Brian Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst, I don't know if I'm saying that right. My apologies if I'm not. Uh, but you can kind of feel his presence because the Packers did some things that they didn't normally do under Ted Thompson, and that's actually signed other teams free agents. You know, the biggest one being uh, former Seahawks and Saints tight end Jimmy Graham. Signed him to a three-year, $30 million deal. Um... He also brought back Traymon Williams, kind of, you know, kind of bringing him back home, as it were. Uh, spent last season with the Arizona Cardinals, signed him to a two-year, $10 million deal. I uh, also brought in Muhammad Wilkerson, one-year, $5 million deal. Uh, Mercedes Lewis also signed him as well. So you brought in a couple of tight ends. You know, of course, you did lose lose a couple tight ends, you know, Richard Rodgers, Left to left to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think it's a nice trade-off. You know, obviously Jimmy Graham, that big, you know, being now in, in a Packers in an offense like the Packers, I think Graham can kind of get back to being the old Jimmy Graham. You know, he he had he had some moments in Seattle, but obviously Seattle never really felt like the strongest fit 
you know, just in terms of their kind of offense and not really utilizing Jimmy Graham. So in a way, that trade kind of really never panned out as well as the Seahawks would have liked. Not only did you not utilize Jimmy Graham to your fullest, but you also gave up your best one of your best offensive line pieces in Max Unger, and the Seahawks are still trying to figure out how to replace him. Uh, Jimmy Graham now catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be exciting to see. So, you know, you, again, you look at this team. Obviously, you know, you did lose. You are now without Jordy Nelson. The team did release him. He, of course, has since signed with the Oakland Raiders. But Devontae Adams, of course, signing a new contract. You know, they're obviously high on him now. Randall Cobb still in the mix. And then, of course, the Packers went and drafted not one, not two, but three wide receivers. He took Jamon Moore out of Missouri in the fourth round. They took Marquez Valdez-Scantling out of South Florida in the fifth round. And then they took Equinemius St. Brown from Notre Dame in round six. So a lot of weapons now. And of course, you know, Geronimo Allison kind of still in the mix. Right now, kind of the de facto number three. You know, we talked about about with the lines, with the running back position, how that's going to be one of the more fascinating positions to watch. I think you could say that about the wide receivers with the Packers, you know, especially with these rookies. You know, will any of these three, or will a number of these three, kind of step up and take some snaps away from, you know, say a guy like Geronimo Allison. Can one of these guys, you know, kind of take that number three role behind Adams and Cobb? So that's going to that's gonna be something really interesting to watch, I think. And then, of course, on defense, you know, you sure up the secondary by taking two cornerbacks – with your first two picks, you know, the Packers, of course, and this, this was after they moved around the board in the first round. Remember they started at 14th overall traded back to 27 with the New Orleans Saints, who of course traded up to take Marcus Davenport. So they, the Packers were down to 27. Then they moved back up to number 18 in the trade with the Seahawks to take Jair Alexander out of Louisville, you know, and I was certainly a fan of Alexander, so I think he's going to fit in quite nice for the Packers. So it worked out real well. You know, you get a guy like Alexander for your secondary, and, of course, you pick up a first-round pick next year. And then, of course, in round two, they went and they took Josh Jackson out of Iowa, a nice zone corner. And then even their third-round pick, Oren Burks, you know, very versatile, very athletic linebacker there. So I think you've got some you've got some good pieces there through the draft. You know, Burks is a guy that I think could eventually play his way into the starting lineup. You know, Jair Alexander, you know, maybe he plays the nickel to start. And, of course, you got Traymond Williams and then 
your two second-round picks from last year, also in the secondary, Kevin King and Josh Jones, and of course, Ha Ha Clinton Dick. So, I think the uh, the the kind of the downward spiral that the Packers were in is not gonna not gonna last very long. I think they'll bounce back quite nicely, and you know, there's always the the talk every year of what new teams will be in the playoffs that weren't in it last year. And of course the history is, I think it's, I think it's been every year since 1990, since we went to the, the 12 team format. I think every year since then, four teams, at least four teams that missed the playoffs the previous year would make the playoffs the following season. So if we're going to go ahead and, you know, make predictions, pick four teams at some point to fit that category, I think you have to put the Packers in that position. You know, especially looking at the uh, the playoff teams from last season. You know, of course, really, it's, it's a matter of you're either replacing the Vikings or you're replacing one of the NFC South teams. But I think you you have to consider the Packers, you always have to consider the Packers a playoff contender. And finally, we get to last year's NFC runners-up, the Minnesota Vikings. Coming off a 13-3 and season. But of course, starting life with their new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who of course signed the big three-year, $84 million contract. And of course, every single dollar of that $84 million was guaranteed. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Really, the entire depth chart of the of the Vikings is completely new. Remember, this this team had uh, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Bradford last season. All three, of course, are now on new teams. Case Keenum now with the Denver Broncos, Sam Bradford now with the Arizona Cardinals, and Teddy Bridgewater with the New York Giants. So Kirk Cousins is now the starter, and then of course they traded for. Trevor Simeon from the Broncos, so he'll slot in as the the backup, and you've also got Kyle Sloter and uh, college free agent Peter Pujols. Obviously, the storyline here, of, of course, is Kirk Cousins. You know, the new the new kid in town, the eighty-four million dollar man. How's he going to fit in with his new digs? Uh, no pun intended, even though, of course. One of the guys he'll be throwing to will be Stephon Diggs, you know. But that's the thing too that's obviously going to make Kirk Cousins very comfortable. You know, he's got one of the better wide receiver duos in the league to throw to, and Stephon Diggs 
and Adam Thielen. You know, Thielen being a college free agent, he turned out to be one of the top producing wide receivers in 2017. I think he was like top five in receiving yards. So you've got those guys in the mix. Uh, you also get Dalvin Cook back. Remember, he had a, I think an ACL tear last season. So, so he's he's back in the mix. So that that too should take pressure off of Dal off of um, Kirk Cousins. And then you've got Kyle Rudolph at tight end. You know, so obviously the pieces are there on offense. The only thing that really, the only kind of negative on this offensive roster is the right side of the offensive line, more so the right guard. You know, Tom Compton, or really both guards, really. Tom Compton and Nick Easton are your starting guards right now. You, know, you, you did you did draft Brian O'Neill in the second round. Is Brian a backup tackle though, or are they gonna slot him at guard? I don't know. But the guards really are kind of the only question mark. But other than that, you know you've got Riley Reef and Mike Remmers at the tackle positions, and you've got Pat Elfling who had a real good rookie season at center. And, of course, we really don't have to talk about much about the defense. We know how talented the Vikings' defense is on all three levels. I mean, look, you've got Danielle Hunter, Linval Joseph, Sheldon Richardson, and Everson Griffin. I mean, they, they, they were able to sign Sheldon Richardson to a one-year deal. I mean, that's just such a stacked defensive line. You know, and... It, especially in a conference that's going to be so full of them right now. Philadelphia Eagles, Minnesota Vikings, Los Angeles Rams all have fantastic defensive lines right now. So, you know, when those teams play against each other, those are going to be, you know, it's, it's really going to be fun to watch those lines kind of get after. You know, then you get to the, the linebackers. You know, Eric Kendricks just signed a, a new contract. Manning in the middle of that defense. You know, you got Anthony Barr and Ben Gideon there as well. You know, even going real quick back to the the defensive line, uh, two of their draft picks, you know, Jalen Holmes of Ohio State in the fourth round and Ada Runa in the sixth round. Ada Runa, it's a little bit of a sleeper pick, I think. Um, a little bit of a sleeper there out of... Tulane doesn't have much football experience, but you know he he seems like he's a coachable kid, has some upside. So kind of excited to see what he can do. Uh, they also took Colby Gossett, by the way, going back to the guards. Uh, they drafted Colby Gossett, who I think was pretty underrated. I think is you know another of those sleeper types. You know, and who knows? Maybe Gossett can earn his way onto the offensive onto the starting line. And then, of course, you get to the secondary, which we know is still very strong. Uh, Harrison Smith is one of the best free safeties in the game right now. Anderson Deho, uh, very good strong safety. And then you have Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes at corners. Terrence Newman, the veteran. Uh, McKen you know, Mackenzie Alexander, like to see him step up a little bit. And then, of course, the first-round pick for the Vikings, 30th overall. Mike Hughes out of 
Central Florida, who of course not only is was a very good cornerback in college, he was also a very good returner. You know, one of the best players in the American Athletic Conference last season, one of the key reasons why Central Florida went undefeated in 2017. They also were able to grab Holton Hill as a college free agent. You know, real good, real good safety. I thought, you know, had had some good production to Texas, but he also had a lot of off-field issues. Um, but still, getting him as an undrafted free agent, I think, is pretty darn good. They did, of course, draft a kicker too. By the way, they drafted a uh, Daniel Carlson in the fifth round. So. I think it's almost safe to say that Carlson's probably going to be your kicker. Because typically when a team drafts a kicker, they usually go with with that pick. You know, right right now the incumbent is Kai Forbath, but you know, we've seen that this is a league where kickers are a dime a dozen and they like going cheaper and younger options. So the fact that they took one and especially in the 5th round uh, he's he's likely going to get the shot here. Uh, if I'm picking a division winner right now, I think you still have to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, most talented roster in this division. Uh, top, Probably a top five roster. Definitely a top five roster. Maybe, you know, you, you can make an argument that the only team with a better roster is the Eagles. So I think, I would say right now the Vikings repeat as division champs. But I would also say the Packers have a very good chance. I, I think the Packers can probably compete in the division. And I think they have a very good chance to get back to the playoffs this season. You know, and the Lions, I think, could be there. And the Bears should definitely improve off of last season. But I don't think they're going to... I don't think this is the year... I think they're, like I said, I think they're about a year or so away from really competing. But again, I think the Bears are going to be one to watch them. So that's a look right now at the NFC North. You know, as always, you know, really appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Uh, again, hope to get these, get more of these division previews out. You know, and I kind of gave my thoughts on the NFC South, and, and you know, I think we'll kind of save that for last. You know, for some of you guys, you may be thinking, save the best for last because it has the Panthers. So I think next time when we do this, I think we'll jump to the NFC West and talk about that. And certainly a lot of storylines, a lot of intriguing things to look at in that division as well. So with that, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, Miller said he thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember to check out all the other great shows here across the network and follow all the teams as best as you can. So with that, we're going to take off. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.